Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It's hotter than fish grease. This team in green and white hangs around. Oh, so much Steph Curry. Wild comeback here for the Celtics. Horford for the lead. Boston up by three. Think about the Celtics. There's not one guy you can point to and had a hand in winning this ballgame. The Celtics take game one of the 2022 NBA Finals. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay Key, good morning. Morning to you. What Jay looks night. well slept, Key. <laughs> that morning, uh, that night turned into morning real quick last night off that game, though. What well a game, rested man. and well hurting from two days ago. <laughs> oh, my what God. A, what a game. Yeah. What, what a turn of events. Had a feeling like, Warriors got this, don't worry about it. Like, you know, they're up a little bit most of the game, and then it expanded going into the fourth quarter. They'd be fine, right? Uh-uh. Um. We will get to. I have certain things to say that I know. I, I can't bring it up yet because I can't go round and round with you guys yet. But someone's got to tell the truth in the media business. Oh, my goodness. May not be the truth you want to hear, but that's it's your truth. It so that's all that matters. By the way, at 6.30 and 7.30 on ESPN2, you're going to be able to watch everything from the two-on-two game yesterday with Barton Hahn. The truth. Including my free throw <laughs> where you see I get my confidence to talk about guys like Steph Curry with the kind of reckless abandon that I do. You'll be able to hear the game right here on ESPN Radio, but it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, there were, like, going into this series, like, who's the most important player in the series? And you're like, you said Marcus Smart, even more than, like, Steph or or Tatum. And there were 15 candidates that could have been in the top five, it seemed to me, right? Mm -hmm. Here is Al Horford, who is certainly, in retrospect, a candidate, right, from last night. At the post-game presser, listen to this. Golden State really did a good job in the third. I mean, they're known for coming out in the third and being very aggressive. And, uh, and I, I think that for us, uh, the key was Jalen Brown, um, start of the fourth quarter. Um, with the way that he came out and played, with his energy and uh, scoring, but also then Rob Williams gets a lob dunk. And, uh, and I just think that uh, that was the start for us of something there. And, and it started with that fourth quarter group that started the fourth quarter, gave us kind of that boost, that confidence. And, and we just continue to, you know, plug away. This is going to be such a, a casual fan comment. And this is to all the casual fans, because for the last several years, I've been out there saying, why are you talking about breaking up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? These are two superstars. Jalen Brown had the best game of his young NBA career last night. Now, you'll look at the stat line and you'll say, well, Jay, he only had 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists. But in the fourth quarter, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, this is why you have Brown on this team. There is a little bit of a different mentality that he has. He scored or assisted on 20 of the Celtics' first 23 points of the fourth quarter. And he allowed the other ancillary players and Al Horford and Derek White to step up in those big moments. But they will never be in those moments if Jalen Brown doesn't go on that burst. And he is a difference maker in this game, in a game in which Jason Tatum was not his usual offensive self. 
and I give him a lot of credit for the assists that he brought to the table, still an impact. The impact of Jalen Brown in the fourth quarter was the main culprit in which why the Golden State Warriors had that epic collapse. It never happens without Brown, Key. He's the difference in this ballgame. Uh, yeah, when I, I look at you, we talked about having to have the role player step up if, in fact, things become too big for what you would deem their superstars. Now, you say Jalen Brown's a superstar. I guess in this particular series, for me, I look at Marcus Smart. I look at Tatum as the frontline guys, especially Smart on the defensive end going up against Curry. But you mentioned Jalen Brown and the effect that he had in the fourth quarter. Anytime you have somebody stepping up and taking up the slack that somebody else can't do on the team, you always are going to be effective in winning the game. Now, when I went, to, when I closed my eyes, it looked different. I hmm. thought much like Max, oh, well, you know, Golden State will probably win by eight. When I opened them back up, Golden State was down and it was the clock was a ticking away. And so I don't know what transpired between me closing my eyes and me opening them back up, but clearly Jalen Brown has some effect. Look at it this way. Stephen Curry is the face of the Golden State Warriors. That will be Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Draymond Green is the engine that makes the car go. It can go fast. It can go slow. Last night went a little bit slow. He didn't play as well, right, towards the stretch. That is Marcus Smart for the Boston Celtics. The engine, right? Defensive guy, made threes, made some shots. Jalen Brown is similar to Klay Thompson in that they can be momentum-like scores. And Jalen Brown, a two-way, like almost in a way, like they mirror each other, right? Yeah. Be- before Clay got hurt, Clay was that guy who was defensive stopper. Go lock him down. Yeah. Go give me 25-plus points. Like that is who Jalen Brown is. He's a younger version of Clay Thompson to a degree. Not saying he's a shooter like Clay Thompson. But he's, he's the second-best player on the team. Yes. Yeah. And it was proven last night that your second-best player steps up when you need him to the most. So, so Jalen Brown, I'm going to – I'm going to hold off getting into Steph because I just don't have the energy to do it with you two right now. But (laughs) you just mentioned, just keep in mind this. You just said Jalen Brown when they needed it in the fourth quarter. You can look at the box score, but that doesn't tell the whole story because in crunch time, he stepped up. I agree. Fourth quarter in the finals, very important. By the way, though, Max, the Celtics have not been great throughout the regular season in clutch moments. No, but in the playoffs, they've been good in the fourth quarter. In the fourth, but not, not throughout the regular season. Yeah, right, right. So when the superstar is not scoring, right? If he's struggling, who, when Batman isn't doing his thing, can Robin step up and get you there? When you say don't break up Tatum and Brown all these years, it's for moments like this, right? Tatum, who's not scoring, is helping in other ways. He's, he's dishing. He's playing defense. He's doing a lot of good things, but he's not scoring. Part of that is the defense they're playing on him. They were slacking off of, like, Horford. And we can get into, by the way, White was great. We get into a lot of that in a little bit. But when Batman is having problems... Where's Robin? And Jalen Brown is Robin on this team, right? He's the second best player on the team. He stepped up. Well, look, the thing, the thing you love about even the rotations, the fact that Boston made eight catch-and-shoot three-pointers last night in the fourth. Eight. So being able to open up the lanes for those driving opportunities. And, look, they also, man, they had, they had 33 assists. So the ball was moving so fast. And I, I give this team so much credit because, look, that game, game one should have been Golden State's game easily. But the resolve of Jalen Brown, we will talk about White. We will talk about the impact of Horford. And I get it. Al Horford and Derek White, they combined for 47 points, only two points shy of Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. A huge factor in the ballgame. But Jalen Brown is the yeah. factor that sparked that incredible run, that 40-16 to 16 fourth quarter run. 
And in the last five minutes when he got them there, that's when they went on a 17-5 to run where it pushed it open. The, Key, that's why when you woke up, you're like, damn, what? You mean the, the, the moment, happened? the feel of happened. the game, the feel of the game at the moment they needed it, Brown got big. He played big. By the way, White, I, I know we, say, we keep saying we'll get into him. The, to me, the difference with him, a lot of that was contested. A lot of those were difficult shots compared to Horford where Dre was giving him space. White was unbelievable. And he's had a couple games like that throughout these playoffs. It was huge. But Jalen Brown, to you, is the player of the game, Jay, right? Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I dozed off for a good, like, two minutes, right, in the fourth. And I was like, oh, my God, what happened? And all of a sudden you go back and you're like, oh, wait. Like, it, it just – it happens so fast, and that's the difference between having the Celtics and the way they play. That's why people think they're poised to beat Golden State. Yes, big moments Keith. in the fourth quarter in the finals. Keyshawn Johnson, important. do you have anything to say? No, I was letting Max do his deal so we can move on. Straight Talk Wireless, <laughs> no contract, no compromise. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So, Steph lit it up in the first quarter. Oh, I was getting texts from people. Oh, man, what happened, Steph? And the, oh, I thought, Steph. Okay, let's wait. Let's wait until it matters most. What happened in the fourth quarter? No, 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 that's a tease, Jay. That's a tease. I'm just baiting you. I just put the, I just put the bait on the hook, and I threw it. I, in this show, what the time, fish what, jumped right in the boat. What time did you wake up this morning? Uh, four. I pushed it to four. You really 4 woke up. You really woke up at two. You couldn't wait to get in here. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know, ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. LeBron James is the first, they say first active NBA player. Maybe there's someone in soccer. Let's talk about the major American sports because there's never been a baseball or a football player who's been a billionaire while they're an active athlete. LeBron James, according to Forbes, is still an active player, still a great player, and a billionaire? Yo, I, I, I don't, yeah. Still going. Still going. Ain't going to get another contract. Yeah. It go Ain't going to get another contract. Another it's, it's, well, you know, it, it, here's what I love about Aki more than anything is I remember coming into the league, it was like you weren't supposed to have the people that you grew up around you, they, they weren't allowed to activate you and your brand. It was seen as like, and even Phil Jackson, it comment just sticks with me. I can't help posse. it. The posse thing, right? So, like, I've interviewed the posse. Okay, Rich Paul is the most powerful agent in basketball. You can make a case maybe in all of sports right now. Like, he's accumulating a hell of a roster even on the football side. What Maverick Carter is doing with Spring Hill Entertainment, with their 
equity that they have in Liverpool, professional sports teams across the world with their investment portfolio with guys like Warren Buffett and the way they move in these circles. It's, it's literally the most impressive portfolio that I've ever seen an athlete have. Now, I don't have insight to everything that MJ has done because obviously MJ and Brand Jordan, but damn, like talk about activating the quote-unquote Phil Jackson posse. I'll take that posse any day of the week. Well, I think I think the, the 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 best part about all of that though, Jay, is much like you said, when you first come into the league, you're not encouraged. <laughs> it, it, it's not that they they stop you from doing, but you're not encouraged to bring people along with you that would be deemed as not having the the professional experience to help you get to a level in which people think others can Also not looking or sounding like people they're used to. And it, and it doesn't work mm-hmm. like that. But what, what LeBron James was able to do, like many athletes do now in this day and era, is empower people that they grew up with and around and elevate them and trust them. It's all about the trust factor. I'd rather trust people that I grew up with and I know before people, strangers in the streets you know, anyway. How many, days, how, many, how many hours per day did you train? Uh, you right. When I was playing? Yeah. Three, probably. Okay, so, Max, you know what's so funny? People always say back in the day for me, well, your priorities seem like there are other things other than basketball. I'm like, yo, I, I'm giving five hours to basketball a day. Yeah. Five, six hours exercise. a the day. The body can only take so much. I yeah. sleep for another eight. Okay, like, so there are other hours I can allocate to doing you, other what things. What I love about – That's what I'm saying. What I love about that's what LeBron did, guys, is he gave people opportunities. <laughs> people who took advantage with them, of them, they're still with them. There you go. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, I want to be very clear about something. That James is on the board today? Yeah, James, I hear you on the board. Ah, yeah. Unmistakable. I am am still taking the Warriors in six games. They just dropped game one at home. I'm taking them in six games. I'm still (sighs) picking Steph to win finals MVP. I believe he will be great. Uh Uh-oh, going down this rabbit hole. Here is the bottom line, because I saw it in 2015, (laughs) where they were very lucky that the Cavs got hurt. 16, they lost. Wait, wait, wait. 16, they didn't score a single point in the last four and a half minutes of game seven at home. Yeah, at home, four and a half minutes. But that's the point I want to focus on. You cannot, you cannot uh, bit the shed at home in the finals in the fourth quarter. Can't happen. However, it seems to happen to this Steph Curry dynasty out of proportion. Now, oh my, he was lighting it up in the first quarter, lighting it up. Listen to what Steph had to say at the post-game presser about the tone he tried to set. Just playing aggressive, knowing, you know, playing the way I know how to play. Uh, I think I found a lot of space, obviously, in the first quarter and just was trying to ride that wave as long as I could. You know, they're obviously a good defensive team, but we created enough good looks offensively, you know, to win win the game tonight. Just couldn't get enough stops and, you know, let, let lead melted away in the fourth. So it's uh, – there's a lot of bright spots to how we play. Got to get over the tough feeling of letting one slip away. Jay, I'm not saying he won't do it. I believe he will. I believe he'll do it. But I, I count like these things. These so things matter to me. What are you saying, then, Max? I'm saying Steph did not come through in the fourth quarter, and as a result, like when your superstar can't get it done, 
guess what? Sometimes you you blow fourth so what, quarter so, leads at so home. What, so what did he do in, in the, the finals? Four, so what did he do in the fourth quarter that makes you think he couldn't get? He it looked done? T- his legs looked tired to me. Well, the whole, tired. the whole team, the whole looked, team a bit looked tired. tired. Yeah, just because you have an extended period off, Jay, as you know, doesn't mean you're gonna be fresh. Look yeah. at the open field. People goals. think that automatically because you have time off, you're gonna be oh, he's gonna be fresh and fresh. Sometimes time off is a real problem for people. Sure, oh, sure. Open open field goals. Rest of the game, I, I would I would force us and push us to define open, open. And here here's why I will say two things very quickly. Number one. In the first quarter, it was a series of miscommunication by the Boston Celtics. Yeah, Steph was On a open. lot of rub screens, Marcus Smart, guys were caught. Drop coverage. Drop coverage. Steph was Al, wide Al, open. Al Horford, yeah. like, Al, why are you in drop coverage? Emily Yodoka made those changes and those adjustments going into the second. That's why you didn't see him as prolific in the second. Number two, Key, you were talking about this. And I, I think it's something that a lot of people can feel. Have you ever had those days like where you're going seven, eight days, and you're just you're going, you're grinding, like your your body is in that rhythm of going, 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 absolutely, and you don't realize how tired you are because you're too busy going, right? You're operating at an elite level, and then all of a sudden you take three, three, four days off, and you're like, damn, I'm really. It takes a minute to get your body back up the way because at the end of the first quarter. I saw multiple Golden State players yeah, with their hands, their hands on hands. their knees. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's like real. Getting yeah. that wind out, whereas Boston coming off. You take a, a nap. You take quicker. a you take a twenty minute nap. You feel great. Sometimes take a forty minute nap. You're groggy. Well, right? in, in sports, though, what happens is when you are off, you are not doing the same things Routine. that you would be doing if you were on. Mm-hmm. The Boston Celtics just played what. I think it was. I think it was game Sunday, right? They had three days off. They had yeah. game seven on Sunday. So they had three. They so lucked they, up with the way it's scheduled. Boston so they, really needed that little rest. So, they, yes. but they didn't really get a significant amount of rest. They still their body. Yeah, not uh, stale. Their yes. body is warm. Yeah. Their blood yeah. is flowing. I totally agree with that. Where if you're Golden State, what you're doing is you're resting your legs. You're in meetings. You're in walkthroughs. You're doing shoot-around. You're not going five-on-five five up and down the court for four quarters. Key, do you think – because, like, this morning I woke up, and obviously we can talk about the nuances of basketball, but, like, I think for people that don't understand it as much, right, I think the simple question is, do you think Golden State gave it away or do you think Boston stole it? I think they opened up the door for them to steal it. Mm. If that is yeah. – Correct. That's usually how it works. I, I, yeah. if, if that's the correct answer. Yeah. They they opened the door, Boston saw the opportunity, and took it. And that's when you are missing shots or you're, you're a little fatigued, you're a little tired, and you still feel like, oh, well, we got – okay, we're cool in the third quarter. We'll be okay. And then all of a sudden you look up. You're up by 12. Now you're down by 12. And you're like, oh, blanky, and, and blanky, I, blank. I, guys, I hear what you're saying. Wait a minute. I get these are explanations, so right? Is it coming back to Steph? Of course, because it's his team. Jay Will is sitting here, one of the greatest college Jay, players who ever lived, is sitting Jason here. It's also Jason Tatum's team. Uh, no question, and Tatum helped his team to win with his defense, which Steph is just not capable because he's not as big, right, in yeah, terms of the defense. Jason Tatum's defense was okay, but it wasn't. It but it was, wasn't no, it was it pretty good, Jay. It was on pretty who, good. Max? 
throughout the game, it was pretty good. Whatever he was asked to do, he did it pretty well. I hear you, but I, I'm not walking away saying I'm highlighting Jason Tatum's defense as a main factor. But, I mean, which, no, no, I'm saying he's six foot eight, I, so I, he's he's longer. He's capable of contributing on that end differently than Steph, who I credit. Steph plays defense. He's again, just little, but, little. But again, guy. No, Max, you still had answered my okay. question about the fourth quarter. What is it that he did that was so? Egregious he, he in the shots. fourth quarter. It's not that it's egregious. Guys, wait, let's step back for a second. You can explain all you want. And okay, they're legitimate. I probably shouldn't use like, egregious, but like, No, no, egregious is fine. It's cause and effect, mm-hmm. right? Cause and effect exists. You want to talk about the cause and the effect on Steph? Fine, that's fine. But at a certain point when you step back, and the reason I go all the way back to 15 is because I saw what happened. And in 16, I saw what happened. And then KD got there, of course. They can't lose, Right. Now I'm saying, here we go again. It's a more evenly matched series. And I still believe Steph's going to win. I think Steph's going to play great. I think the Warriors are going to win. But here we are, one game in, and there was great production on open looks in the first quarter. He was setting records. But when it got time to the time in the game where you credit Jalen Brown because that's the momentum, that's the fourth quarter, that's crunch time, Steph won very good. But different looks for Jalen Brown than they were for Steph. In the second half, the first half of set, like Jay said, they made adjustments after the first quarter to stop doing whatever they were doing to allow those particular looks. When you get to the second half of the game, you get into the fourth quarter, whatever they did in the second quarter, they did it again in the fourth where he did not get those same looks. So, Key, just to add to that point, right? So, they gave adjustments for Jason Tatum. Like, he was one of seven against Andrew Wiggins, right, when he was the primary defender. If Jalen Brown doesn't get going, it doesn't open up opportunities for Jason Tatum, oh, right? So no it's the same thing with Steph to a degree. So when Steph gets going and these adjustments are made, you need a guy like Clay, like, yeah. like Clay yeah. or even another one, Jordan Poole, sure. who plus minus had the worst out of anybody on the court for both teams. Not a defender. Right? Yeah. Minus 19. Yeah. So you need other guys to give you some breathing sure. room to open up some gaps for you to do other things. Robin has to step up, no doubt. I'm saying, eventually, Batman's got to take over a final series, right? Eventually, Batman's got to deliver you a finals. I think he'll do it this time, but I got to see it, and I'm seeing. Did he do it? Yes or no? I see, I see no so far in game one. Check your phone. The Warriors need to get into the zone in game two. <laughs> get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The two-on-two challenge is done, and you'll see in a second why I feel so confident talking about the greatest shooter of all time in my impeccable form. We've got all the highlights from the two-on-two game and the lowlights next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. All right. <laughs> we told you at 6.30 and 7.30 on ESPN2, you'll be able to watch everything from our two-on-two game yesterday. Uh, <laughs> our two-on-two two game? Two, uh, sorry, Wednesday with Barton Hahn, two-on-two game. That's our right now. Our two-on-two game. Our, our two right on two game. Yes. Max promoted so, at 6.30. That's so right that, now. That's yeah, right now. Yes, Evan, <laughs> let, let me host the show. Everything's okay. And as promised, here we are at 6.30, and you're going to be able to see the game if you flip to ESPN2. You'll also be able to hear the game right here on ESPN Radio. And so, without further ado, the two-on-two. Champions. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So are we going to play this thing or what? Welcome to Pier 17 at ESPN Seaport Studios for the first ever two-on-two challenge between Barton Hahn and KJM. Let's go. What's your mindset going into this matchup? I'm going to stay out of the way. I'm going to let Bart do all the work. What do you see your role as today? Using him. What do, what do, what do you think? That's what a smart coach and a player is all about. Alan Hahn was minding his business doing his fine radio program one day when his partner, Bart Scott, started talking. It's like, only people I think could get us some work, maybe, is Jalen and Jacoby. Jay Will and Keyshawn, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. We just said it, said, you know, sweep the leg on Jay Weezy. Keyshawn going to run out of breath. The fact that you even put my name in your mouth, it's time to it's time to really put up a shut up. So here we are, two on two, Keyshawn and Jay against Allen and Bart, and I am now going to hit a free throw to give my guys the ball. You ready? With the ball, a little deflated, right. Max sending it back to Freddie Coleman to get checked. Close. Close. Keep your eyes open. Not quite sure there's something wrong with the ball, Carl. <laughs> I think it's just. Max Kellerman sucks at shooting free throws. Well, here he is, approaching the line to do just that. Unorthodox delivery and well short. Unsurprising in the result. So now, Bart and Allen have a distinct advantage in the two-on-two challenge as they will start with the first possession. Here we go, let's go. Key will go hands up right away. High pick and roll. Seem to be setting it up. Allen Hahn getting to his spot. Going right at Jay Williams. To Scott on the low block. Trying to spin move. Kicks it out. The jumper rolls around and out. Jay Will from the corner. Buckets. That's two two points. Bart Scott setting the high pick and roll. Bart Scott slips the pick. Easy layup for Barton Hahn. And a turnover from Bart Scott, who is looking for the foul call, won't get it. Jay Will with the hezzy and the pump fake. Oh, easy finish at the rim. Wow. You're banging inside. It just makes it look too easy, Carlos. You're knocking his hand off. Four to one. There's Jay Will off the Keyshawn screen. He'll pop the long two, and he buries it. Too much respect from Alan Hahn. 9-3. Feels like the fat lady's warming up, Carlin. Jay Will playing with his food. in his game. Buries it. Ball game. And that'll do it. CCI has nothing else to say. My teammate, we got challenged. I have all the respect in the world for my opponents. I'm just happy that we recognize what champions look like here. Why did all this take place today? Well, it's shameless radio promotion, but it's wrapped up in charity. And the losing team makes a $5,000 donation to Make-A-Wish and to the winning team, a $10,000 check. Yes. To the V Foundation, K 
KJ and M. There it is. The winners today, the V Foundation, $10,000 from Keyshawn and Jay Will's victory. The Make-A-Wish Foundation gets $5,000 from Barton Hahn. We didn't ruin the game today, and I think that's really the biggest takeaway of all. For Chris, I'm Chris. Thanks for joining us at South Street Seaport. Why, why am I out of breath just watching that? <laughs> Guys, we did it. We That's did the main thing. We did it. By the way, the best part about us watching that all together is yeah. Q was like, yo, where's my bucket at? Yeah, he had a bucket. Where Y'all was give it? me yeah, a bucket Pat, in the highlight? Pat must have had something Pat to do with again. the editing. Pat, Key, you know what? Again. You know what I don't like? See, we're a team on this show. And they're trying to just highlight Jay's contributions. Key make Jay, I, Jay everyone make contributions. Pass the damn ball. I did pass. Every time I pass it to you, passed it right back. Yes. <laughs> did you not see the beginning of the interview? <laughs> there, there's your bucket. There it there is. is. Look at that walk. <laughs> <laughs> the walk. The walk is like Jay. Check the damn ball. It's up the and one let's arm go. swinging. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and Max, why? Why did you shoot a free throw like Bill Cartwright? I know it looked like Bill. No, the worst part about it was not the Bill you Cartwright held, part. You, I know I held. Hold the ball at the top of your extension for yeah. 10 minutes before you shoot no, it. No, in fact, it should go slow, slow, fast. Yes. You know? Yeah, but the worst part wasn't that. It was what, was, what were my arms doing and afterwards? No, like spazzing or something. At the yeah, and I was also, ju- everything about it looked bad. I mean, it's the first free throw I took in 20 it's years. Where my so, you daughter know. shoots free throws. Yeah, yeah I looked jump. like, well, Jay, I like to go to skills de- my daughter's skill development program and, and look at the kids who haven't played yet to get the most innocent shot possible. The best, though, is that you came out with yeah. the same outfit that you hosted this year. Well, I had no time. It. What are you talking about? You have you had an hour and a half. They didn't were, have any. I thought they were going to have a tank top or something for me. Sure, they on didn't. The couch for an hour before they the didn't game have even a change started. of clothes for me. I came to work in that. <laughs> looking like looking like inherited the team from your. Oh late my god! Dad. Everything about this is awesome. <laughs> Look at that pure shot. No wonder I feel so comfortable criticizing Steph this is, Curry. This is how you know that you don't play any sport. Yeah. Because typically when you shoot about. You untuck the shirt, man. Yeah. You no, untuck the shirt. No, 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 you no, let no. the shirt you're, tucked in this is what you're with missing. the tie buttoned all the way up. You're, you missing, you're missing it. If I'm going to look like that shooting a free throw, I might as well have jeans tucked in shirt, do it with my eyes closed. You see what I'm saying? Because then if it goes in, great. And if it doesn't go in, it ain't going in anyway. See what the, I mean? The kid that got $2.8 billion from his parents. Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, yeah, that's what you yeah. look like. I'm the team. Okay. I know how to. I know how to run this team. I know how this sport should be played. The GM yeah. before me yeah. brought uh, in all the guys to win the championship, but then I take over and we win the championship. My family started the furniture business back in the 1800s, and then it moved. <laughs> my late late grandpa, or else, or else, I'm the 11th guy in the garage when someone yeah. else invented some computer, something or other, and now I got five billion dollars. Uh, yeah, bought you team. bought the team, and you know nothing about the sport. Yeah. you're coming and walking around shaking. Hands. That certainly is what it looks like. I got to tell you, though, Bart looked intimidating as hell when he came out with the two ankle braces strapped up and all the, the, the knee braces. I'm like, yo, what are you preparing for? You look like Gladiator. What are Smelling we doing? like being gay. Oh. You know how, like, you, you're, you don't choose your profession. Your profession chooses you. You take one look at Bart in the tank top, NFL. That was never going to be the NBA. That's the NFL. Look at, I mean, all the, I, I, I can't. I'm so happy this this whole thing is over. My f- it, it does make me think, though, like I want to be competitive in other things. Like a part of me wants to play Key and I against other other people here at ESPN Flag Football. Like I want to start competing. I'll kick the field goal to see who gets other- ball. No. Oh, sorry, no. no. Hey, oh, by the way. Can you kick Can you kick a football? Can you, could you kick, kick a football? No, I'm sure I – no. You know what? This is, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, here's the main thing to me about, about, this, about this whole thing, right? 
Alan Hahn was minding his business. It's like a Honeymooners episode where Ralph, Cram- where Ralph Cram does the pool hall and Ed Norton starts talking. My friend's not scared of you to some big dude. He'll fight you anytime, anywhere. And then Ralph's got to fight. Alan Hahn was minding his business when Bart talked him into this. And listen to what he had to say. And he was dead. Bart doesn't care at all. He's on to the next thing, whatever. Alan's devastated, right? Listen to what he said about playing actual world-class athletes after the game. I am the average Joe who's done nothing in his life with three guys who have accomplished yesterday so much. You read about that? Regular people like me that feel like, let me get in this thing. I'm in good shape. I keep myself in shape. And then you play and you realize, like, no, nah, there's a different level to this thing. Like, like Weekend Warrior versus guys who actually did things is a much different level. The other yeah. thing is Alan's 6'6", so it makes it harder doesn't, for him. That doesn't mean anything. No, I, I'm saying it makes it it's harder on yeah, his no, ego because he's that. tall. All, all three of us were out of shape to different degrees. Now, imagine if we decided that we – okay, we're going to take two, two and a half, three months, and we're getting ready to get into shape. Real shape. Real shape. Like, we're getting ready to get into shape. Now, try and take that on. And I think that that is what Alan experienced. Uh, two days ago when he played against us, he didn't really, you know, it was just like, oh, they're old, they're, they can't move around, they won't be able to lean on certain things. Jay hadn't shot a ball in a long time. It's just a different situation, that's you think, all. You think there's any sport where an average guy, like, no. does anyone out there think that there's a sport where you could beat a world, like, could you, no. could you throw a couple of strikes in bowling and beat the best bowler? In the, you know no. what I mean? Is there no. anything that your average no. person can beat a world-class athlete at? No, a world-class bowler, champion bowler can beat you with his left hand. I, I totally agree with so that. Max, it's it's different, to, there are so many levels it's different. That, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so different. I, was, I was asking people this all day yesterday. I love golf. I'm a 15 handicap. I will admit that. Um, if I played against a PGA golfer in match play for 18 holes, would I have a shot to win one hole? If, if, there, is some, them, if there is something on the line for the PGA, PGA golfer to lose, yeah. no. No chance, right? Yeah, guess what's, no. on, guess what's on the line? I'm losing to a dude that I'm losing to a dude that sits in a studio all day. But see, this is why. So I want to say this is like seven, eight years ago. I had to play a comedian, a guy who's my boy, Andrew Schultz, right? And the game got picked up by everybody because the game was two eleven, and I spotted him ten points, right? So the game went on for like thirty minutes because it was unlimited dribbles. He was dribbling the ball around for twenty minutes, holding it, (laughs) dribbling around like damn, right? But he scored one bucket after I scored ten, and I tried to hot dog, throw it off his head. And when it went out to the world, the world had no idea we played 35 minutes. The world had no idea that he was spotted 10 nothing. They just showed him make one bucket where the ball hit every damn side of the rim. And it, for me, you're I'm playing like, oh, around. Yeah. this is what ha- – now yeah. I get it. Now I'm never going to let that ever happen again. So you lost. I lost, yeah, 11 to 10. Well, think about Nate that's Robinson. Think about Nate. It is, but think that's about, what happens, Think right? about when he boxed Jake yeah, Paul, right? Now, Nate Robinson is – Tough. He's an at- Nate Robinson's an athlete like from another, but crazy athletic, right? Jake Paul is not a world class fighter. He's a novice professional fighter. He's a fighter, just, but, but he's but, big but as hell, though, he had been, man. No, no. But the main thing is not that. It's fighting. that he's been training yeah, that's what with he does. professional trainers yeah. for a couple years. So, so essentially, that, he's a fighter. So he got iced in one one shot fight over. You can't go in with a now. Imagine a world class fighter. You can't nah, do it. That's just like just like the, the the fight that you covered. What was it? The um, was the, the UFC guy who fought McGregor? McGregor fought and uh, Floyd. Floyd, but, like you, know, you yeah. didn't fight him in the octagon, you fought him in the ring. You're going to lose. And that, by the way, McGregor did so much better than he should have done against Floyd. Yeah, but he Floyd. was never. That gonna, was an amazing performance was, by was, him. And you know, he had no chance to never, win. And I'm not even a boxing guy. Right. 
he was never going to beat him no, in the not. ring. Of course not. Floyd I mean, had just, a little gut, went in the ring, you know, just yeah, walked him down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's just how it is. It's like, oh, I could, you know, when you hear guys at games, you sit there, baseball game, and I'm sitting there. Oh, how could he miss that strike? You know, you want to say, man, why don't you go out there and try to swing at that? And Tell see you, how man, that you'll works. be just saying stuff randomly until they get called out. Like, all right, so go through the first pitch. Why oh, oh, there is so many, there's so many people there, and you're like, there's yeah, so dog, many, so many people. There's a lot of people here. watching but you. See, throw. I think those are two different things. One, athletes are like, no. what do you mean he's no good? Because no. The, but fans already understand. Everyone in the NBA is the best athlete in the world, right? No, we Max. get that already. We're comparing no, you to each other. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. Well, they ought to. So they don't get two <laughs> things. They don't get that, Max, right. and they don't get the pressure that you feel when there are millions of eyeballs watching you do something. Yeah. When you're doing it at home, you're playing a professional athlete at home, nobody's watching, like, oh, that was fun. But when people are watching and you start getting criticized on social media, that adds a different element. Why do you think we get so upset when we hear the word bust? Right. Because it's like, are you out of You your, got there. You yeah, bust. You got to the mountaintop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you, I don't give a damn I, if he ever play a game. But this, and that's a bust. The, the other thing is, it's not just that it's a different level. People say, well, that's a different level. There are so many levels. What you guys don't see, if I see a dude who played Division two, Division three college ball, he rode the bench, when he's by himself practicing on a court, just taking – he looks good to me. Oh, no, he Max. Lo- Max right, we, like, we, he we, rode the bench in Division three, and he looks official. Oh, no, Max. We see it. That's though. why we get right. angry when we, when we hear bust. Because we know, like, there are so many levels to it. And when people say, oh, you never panned out. I'm like, yo, he played D1 basketball. What are you talking about he never panned out? Or when somebody gets drafted, Kyrie was talking about this the other day on the, the, uh, the mixtape, right? Yeah. Uh, the whole thing that came out that ESPN produced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About the, 30, the mixtape. Where Kyrie was, there's only 5,000 people that have ever played basketball in the NBA. And if you are Ever. under 6'6 six, six and you got to the NBA, that's why, like, you're one of the best athletes who ever lived. If you're under 6'6 six, six and you made it to the NBA, it's almost impossible. There's 7.5 billion people in the world. All of them are trying to play in the NBA. Yeah, that's why when people always say stuff about other athletes and, and he's not good or he's not, I'm like, come on, man. Oh, he's sorry. He, 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 come on, man. But, but what, you, what I'm telling you just as the average Joe, right, what I'm telling you as world-class athletes is – whether or not fans understand it, you're now at the highest level, yeah. the highest league. You will be compared to one another. So a dude like – I used to think like when Steve Blake was on the Lakers, right? Yeah, Steve I'd Blake. be like, yeah, Steve Blake's no good. And I used to have to stop myself. Okay, understand everybody. You just thought Steve you looked Blake's like Steve Blake. Fo- that was a problem. <laughs> right. Steve Blake's like <laughs> six. Do you think he's that handsome? You think Steve Blake's really, really, really handsome? Doesn't he got a Steve yeah. Blake look to him? You like- have a Steve Blake kind of look to you. <laughs> oh, he must be a very handsome guy. But my point is – He's a, you know, six, six feet and a couple inches, whatever he is, Steve, and he's playing in the NBA, so I'd have to Steve, stop myself Steve and say, Blake hold on, six, wait a minute. 6'3 and a half, though. 6'3 and a half. Okay, but he ain't 6'6. Six, six. This dude. But this he's dude, a shooter. Max, Steve Blake has a 6'5 wingspan. I played against him in college. I know why. My, my, my point is, if you want to take the average size of an NBA player, he is under average. Yes. For, right, okay. And yet he's playing in the NBA at a nice level. So I would always qualify it and say, wait. Understand, Lakers fans. When we say Steve Blake, we're saying compared to the greatest but athlete don't say who that. ever lived. They don't provide context like that. They say, "Oh, he's sorry." No, he was good. He, no, he first Steve of all, Blake he's was great. Cool. But Steve even Blake by NBA, really sta- NBA standards, he was a good player. This is toward the end of his career. But but even by oh, N- was- NBA standards, you know, he was a nice player at a certain point. What I'm trying to explain to you guys is. Fans are not comparing you to the G League. They're comparing you to each other. So, J.J. Reddick said this yesterday on First Take, and I was dying laughing because he, he quoted Brian Scalabrini talking to random fans uh-huh. that were calling him, oh, you a bust. He's like, trust and believe. 
I am way closer to LeBron James than you will ever be. That's right. Like, so the 15th guy on the roster is exponentially closer Yo, to LeBron Scal? James than any guy off the street ever would be. Think about that for a second. What was it the Red Mamba? What do you call himself? Uh, what was Scal's nickname? No, I'm I don't remember. Right. But Sc- Sc- like, matter of fact, I think there were some college players, some streetball players. He play played all these talk- dudes up in Boston. Y- yeah, yeah, talking stuff to Scal, and he's like, okay, let's do it. And you're not going to score a point. I had a guy one time, I had a guy one time tell me something about uh, he had to Google me. He, 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 I was out, and he was heckling me. The guy tells me he had to Google me to find out about my statistics and who I was and all the different stuff because I wasn't nothing in the league and stuff. I said, well, at least you can find me on Google. At least you can find me because yeah, I can't where find you. That? Where I, I, I don't, can't, you I can't can, find you. You can throw a handful of sand at Key. You, he'll catch every grain. Like, you don't understand what it is to perform at that level. Keyshawn J. Will I love stuff. I love stuff. Presented like by that, Progressive no. Insurance. Dennis in Delaware has something to say about the game, guys. What's All up, right. Dennis? What's up, Dennis? What up, D? Hey, guys, I got a little controversy for you because Uh-oh. I watched the game and – Clearly, Jay Will, you didn't take the ball back on your one assist and Keyshawn's only basket. Oh, no. You got the rebound. You ran to the corner. You know you need to go behind that three-point line Dennis, before you advance. Dennis, you never real, real, did. Real Check hoop talks, Dennis. Real hoop talk, Dennis. Only one foot has yep. to be outside the three-point the, line. Yep, and the other one was in the air. Yes. One, yep. foot. one foot. I got the right foot right there. Check the, the tape, it's B. On the line? It's on the line. Whatever you want. No, no. Check the tape. Check hey, the by tape. the way, you're, I played at Duke. Watch, it's not watch, my watch, job watch, to watch. make the calls. There it is. I'm used to. Uh, look, you should take that up. You should take that up with the ref with the fedora. Yeah, Freddie wasn't giving him anything. <laughs> talk <laughs> to Freddie Foster over there. Freddie was tired. Freddie just walking around with the whistle. <laughs> he wasn't even running. He was walking around. Freddie was the best smelling referee I've seen in the history of referee. Freddie had the cool water cologne on. I'm like, what? Where are we going to the club? Where are we going? Are you working? Or are you going to the club? Jazz club. Yeah. <laughs> Jazz Freddie ref. Bart, oh, I, see, man. that's messed up when Bart threw Key down on the. And then Key got called for the legal screen. Yeah, yeah. Bart. What kind of. Key, that 19 looked different, though. <laughs> <laughs> that 19 looked different on you Man, today. We got a, we got a white, <laughs> and that you, white ain't helping you. you on the white looks like I had a spark. Especially <laughs> when you see him on draft white, day. White got me looking like I'm about 350. <laughs> Jay, when you see Key on draft day, he's all lean, faded cheekbones, <laughs> showing and everything. Yeah. out there looking the lips a lot. <laughs> Man, that 19 looked clean. I'm like, that 19 looked yeah, different look, now. A little bit different now. By the way, at 7.30, we just showed at uh, 6.30, we showed you on ESPN2. Right. We'll get back right. And here on ESPN cool Radio, everything from Freddy. the two-on-two game on Wednesday, Key and Jay versus Barton Hahn. You'll be able to also see my perfect free throw, to, free throw shooting form. You'll be able to see it again at 7.30 on ESPN2. That's why ESPN you need to stop two. with all this Steph hate. You can't criticize the greatest shooter in the game can, when you can't even hold the ball correctly yeah, I can for and a I will. free throw. You would think. You that can't. It's you not would, allowed. You would think that I'd be shamed into not you doing it. You should be shamed. I'll double down, <sighs> in fact. I, I just honestly wish that more people like you, Max, would take sports really serious. Mm. Instead of criticizing guys like Steph Curry, practice your craft. Uh-uh. And really realize how hard it is. Uh-uh. Let me, I'll explain this you right know? now. Once upon a time, the media only glorified athletes, right? 
They only glorified athletes. Well, you could make and a case that now point, we're in a reason. Uh, now we're in an era where they only criticize athletes. Well, that's a, that's actually legitimate because if you're someone like LeBron, you're like ninety nine percent of what I do. No one's perfect, right? It's positive. I'm making the it's world incredible. a better place. And then, no, and then everyone's in, right <laughs> because because what we do in our culture, we build up idols and then we like to break them down and see if they can rise up from the ashes, right? But with Steph, it's not. You think I'm looking to criticize? The bottom line is I'm just noticing something. Marcellus Wiley used to talk about it on Sports Nation. I'm Max and Marcellus on ESPN oh, Radio, too. And I used to defend Steph. But, and Clayton Kershaw, too. I would defend him. Hey, it's a small sample size. But as time goes on. A lot of on, barbershop talk with that. As time goes what? on and you see more and more the same thing in certain situations, you're not doing Man, your job does, if you don't I, say I, it. It doesn't mean that the guy is not great. I'm not going to say that. It doesn't mean any of that yeah. just because yeah. – he has a bad game see, here or there. See, I'm but saying I, I'm not taking see, Magic or Larry Bird out of the top ten for him. That's yeah. what I'm but saying. But see, Max, what I will say is that you got to win that game. That's an epic collapse last night. Yeah. I don't think it just all falls on the shoulder of Steph. Steve Kerr tried to call a couple of timeouts. When you're up by double digits like that, you have to win that Jason game. Jason no Tatum excuses. struggled, and you point you pointed out like basically Robin having to save Batman sometimes. But is Tatum's struggle a concern, or does that give you confidence for the Celtics? That's next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.